And now it's time for the mysterious, the unexplained, and the downright spooky. You're listening to Radio Midnight. Hi everyone, welcome back to Radio Midnight, the podcast about the mysterious, the unexplained, and the simply spooky. Are you ready, Emily? I am so ready. I have no idea what we're talking about today, and I cannot wait. That's a scary one. So that's Emily. I've already said that. I'm Stephanie, and uh, I'm taking the story today. Mm-hmm. We The first one I did, The Black-Eyed Kids, mm-hmm. and then Emily really freaked us out with <laughs> a true story of the Franklin expedition. A little bit of history, a little bit of zombies, you know, it's always always a good way to start start the day. Definitely. I think we sh- we all need to know about things like late stage cannibalism. Late stage cannibalism. It's it's something that I wish I didn't know about, but I'm also <laughs> happy that I can be on the lookout for if anything. Absolutely. If yeah, I ever absolutely. go to like a cannibalistic society. Yeah, chewed up burnt bones definitely yeah you know no marrow no problem (laughs) (laughs) you got it so today i don't have zombies for you no darn it but is it vampires we'll get there oh good okay so the thing is because we're coming into what's been now dubbed spooky season yeah I'm going to go with ghosts okay, and cool. haunted houses. Oh, I'm excited. I Are you the type who enjoys going to those like haunted houses that like the entire point is for you to walk through and just be scared to your wits end? Yeah. You like those? Oh. That's like literally what this story is about. You've hit the nail on really? the head. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, so this is going to be a really fun episode for me. I hate those. I just dislike it so much. Like I am not, we, we spoke about this last time that I don't like anything to do with scary movies. Nothing like that. I was watching Stranger Things the other day, the last season, <laughs> and I was like hiding behind my fiance like freaking out and I was like I don't want to watch this I hate scary things and it's not even a scary show no it's like that's like a teen scary thing yeah but I, I do get you I don't watch scary movies but um I will explain I guess in a second where this sort of interest came from mm-hmm, okay in haunted houses okay um before I get into that I just want to say on the first episode, I said that my next story was going to be about like our radio mm-hmm. host in, in Mexico and like it was really scary. Mm-hmm. But when I went to the link, I hit a paywall. Oh, no. And I was like, okay. Well, there goes so, that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. So I said, okay, October, Halloween, ghost stories, mm-hmm. haunted house. I'm scrolling. I'm like, BuzzFeed mm-hmm. top haunted houses, and it's it's true because America. when this when this podcast airs for the first time uh, on Flow Spirit Radio, it's going to officially be October. Exactly. Ooh. So I thought this was going to be a really good, like, welcome really to good... the spooky season, the exactly. the real spooky season. That's precisely what I was thinking. Fabulous. And this is all going through my mind as I'm looking through these lists of haunted houses, Ooh. you know, like murder houses and poltergeists and all that. Yeah, and then like. Stephanie, <laughs> you were just literally inside, physically inside one of the most haunted places in America. Were you really? Where? Where is this? I was. So this is a place down in San Diego mm-hmm. in their old town. Right. And it was basically the last big trip I took before the world like <laughs> fell apart. Before the old Rona. 
Yeah, exactly. So I was I was down there and I was just there for work mm -hmm. and I decided if I'm here across the continent, I'm going to stay a little longer because of course. A, I had to go to the San Diego Zoo. Mm -hmm. And California, obviously. of course you're going to spend more time yeah. in California. If you're going to take that flight, you might as well do it. It is a long flight, eh? It was a it was a haul, but it's worth it because it was a hell of a lot warmer there than it was where it came oh, from. Oh, I'm sure. So we, I had the zoo on my list, and the other place was the Whaley House. The Whaley House. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. I've only been to San Diego one time, and it was very brief. So I, I did not hear of the Whaley House when I was there. It's a, it's a very popular tourist attraction okay. there. And it's in this super cool area of San Diego called their, it's their old town. So it's not downtown. Mm -hmm. It's not where you go for like Comic-Con and all the other like famous San Diego things mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, the Midway and things like that. So they have this, this place where San Diego basically started in terms of white people coming. Right. Um, and it's like their colonial, colonial Williamsburg. It's all like, yeah, it's, it's all the old, like, the Wells Fargo Bank and the mm -hmm. general store and the settlers. Like it's 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 really cool. I had no idea that was there. I was just going for the Whaley House. Right. And we had all this other stuff to explore. But I had to go to this place because it really is known as one of the most haunted houses in America. Mm, okay. I'm into it. Tell me more. I will. I will tell you all about the ghosts and my personal experiences I'm just I'm like just for reference for my own self because like I said I've never seen I'm I looked up a photo of the Whaley house it looks haunted like just right off the bat I mean it looks yeah. it looks like a very colonial like ooh, okay I'm intrigued you've set the scene very well I'm excited it's really a great place and even if you're not going for the haunted experience mm -hmm. because they they do run ghost tours in the evening i did not go in the evening no oh my goodness i, I kind of wanted to but we just didn't have time and i probably would have been terrified because i'm a chicken that's very brave we went during the day <laughs> yeah we went during the day and just like we walked around and the guides uh took us through so it's a really beautiful house anyway it's like fun to learn the history of of the area for sure but the reason that I'm really into haunted houses because you were saying it's not your thing. Like you wouldn't go visit one. Well, I, like when I, when I was talking about haunted houses, I meant like those like scare you Halloween type ones where they set up and then there's like the actors that are running around and like jumping out at you. But historical things, you know, as, as evidenced by my Franklin expedition story, I'm more in, into that. But like you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back at night like, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the historical aspect of it and I can try and appreciate it and try to not get super creeped out. But those those haunted houses where people jump out at you and like chase you with an axe, that's not for me. <laughs> I will one day tell you the story, my story of, of one of those experiences because it was horrifying. Um, but which is leads me to my whole like why I'm interested in, in haunted houses. Mm -hmm. But I, I've worked in a haunted house. Okay. For three summers in university, I was in one. It had very well-documented ghost stories. Mm. I never saw anything. Okay. I was actually married in that house. Really? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. So it's what I get. I like what you're saying because there's something about a historical haunted house oh, yeah. that 
makes you it could still be scary but there's also just the sense that the house is alive and the people that lived in it are just hanging around because they loved where they lived and you know you may be there and they poke around out from a corner Mm -hmm. and it's okay there's nothing really sinister about it right exactly in this in this case this house is like sort of in between that aspect and like the sinister aspect but it's it's not like really horrifying because I've been in those two and I will we'll get to that because uh, I I lived in one as a baby. Really, one of those really horrifying, sinister experiences. And my mom is going to come on the show to share the story. Oh, okay, actually. I'm excited to hear that. I feel like that explains so much. <laughs> yeah. It does explain a lot about me, actually. So we've got the Whaley House. Mm-hmm. It's really well known. People come from all over the, I get probably the world mm-hmm. to see it. To see it. Um, typically, I. I will go to a place I know is haunted, mm-hmm. but my MO, and I recommend this to everybody, is to not actually know too much or ask before you tour the house mm-hmm. about any hauntings or ghosts. I actually ask after. Okay. Because if I've had an experience in a certain room, mm-hmm. I will go to the guides or the reception person, whatever, after and say, hey, have you had any reports of, you know ghost or blah 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 and then it confirms it for me rather than me going into something expecting it to happen I feel like that's a really good tip for anybody who is interested in and like seeks out these experiences because I I definitely feel like it would influence your experience if you go in thinking oh it's haunted I should be feeling something and I should be seeing a ghost rather than just enjoying experiencing like you said and then anything that does happen, then it comes as more authentic and you're not second guessing yourself because you're expecting it to happen. Yeah, it, that's precisely it. And another good tip is to bring somebody with you who doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Oh, that's another good one. <laughs> that's a really good idea. <laughs> then if something happens, you can be like, see, I told it's not you, just me. it's real. Exactly. I've, d- I've definitely done that with literally all my partners before because none of them believe what I believe really but that's fine so let's get into the history of San Diego and the Whaley House so it turns out that for North by North American standards San Diego has been around for a pretty long time Mm -hmm. it was one of the original Spanish missions and it became like eventually really important as a commercial center there was like a lot of whaling and I remember when we were walking around the old town they said that somebody had written that you used to be able to walk across the backs of the whales really like in the bay because it was so full wow of these animals which I guess they had different ideas about fun back then what a visual (laughs) really I know that the image that pops in your head is pretty insane so that was this that was this part this old town of San Diego there are a lot of people coming Mm -hmm. and uh, this was from probably about it was about 17 42 when colonists started settling the area it turned out that um, the Kumeyaay people had been there about 12,000 years previous to any Europeans arriving uh, but when when Spain arrived and discovered quote unquote <laughs> they they claimed it for Spain so because of that it's called the birthplace of, of California which is kind of fun mm-hmm. so over time Missions are established, the religious people come in, a fort for the military comes in. And since then, it's it's like a major military town okay. in the U.S. And if you go today, like 
there are aircraft carriers mm-hmm. yeah. all over the bay. I've, it's, I've seen, I mean, I've been. seen that's oh, that I have seen. Um, but I haven't been on the aircraft carriers cause not going to lie. Aircraft carriers are not my thing. There, it, I went on the midway. It was a, uh, it's pretty intense. It's massive. Is that, that's the one in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah. it's like a museum now. Exactly. I went on the, I went on, there's one in uh, San Pedro, California, which is the port, uh, for, for Los Angeles. And there's one big aircraft carrier there. And I went with my, with my then boyfriend, now fiance, uh, he enjoyed it. And I, I looked at the, the big missile things. It was riveting. <laughs> Quite. Uh, it's a, it's that whole, I mean, that whole coast of California is definitely known for its, its uh, naval history. Yeah. So that's part of what San Diego is known for, but we also know it's known for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And the zoo. And the zoo, yes, my beloved zoo. So back to old town San Diego. The Whaley House was really a big part of the city's history mm-hmm. from the time it, it was built. Like, it was the county courthouse for a really long time, and there was this huge fight between, like, the old town and the new town, which is the now downtown, mm-hmm. about where the documents were stored, and, like, people came in and stole them under cover of darkness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was this, it's this whole political scandal of that happened and they they had a court they had the courthouse in there so a lot of trials happened there so you can already begin to see where maybe some of that negative energy right would have would have started absolutely yeah so that was one of the things that definitely contributed to the house being either haunted if you believe that or known as haunted Mm -hmm. so before it was a, a courthouse there was literally nothing there And this man named Thomas Whaley, he saw the plot of land and he said, this is where I'm going to build my house. And and he built it up in 1857. So by world standards, that's really not that old. Right. By North American standards, it's it's, it's doable. Right. It's there. He had a nice big family. He had a wife named Anna and six children. So they needed plenty of room. It's a lot of kids, man. It's a lot of kids, and uh, you would think that the this big house would just just be for them, but this place was like a general store. Oh wow! A courthouse had all sorts of other uses, which was pretty common in in that area. Interesting. Okay. And it's fun because when you go now, you can actually see they have the general store set up, so you can see all the stuff that they used to sell. Inside, so it's inside this home. And this exactly, this yeah. building function, you know, in it's interesting because in the photo that I just looked at, it really doesn't look that big, <laughs> to have had a general store in a courthouse and then room for a family of eight people, two parents and six kids. Yeah, it, but okay, it, I, they didn't really have the same concept of privacy, I don't think, right, as we did. Like I remember, you walk in, there's a hall, and there's some the family's like parlor mm-hmm. off to one side, and the general store is off to your other side. And just behind the general store is their dining room. Interesting. So you could you could close the door, but it was definitely it was definitely a multi-use uh, house, and apparently it was also some sort of like pub or tavern at a certain point. So <laughs> why it, not? Hey, you why already not? got the like, general like, store in there, the courthouse. It'll be a short walk when you get arrested for disorderly drinking <laughs> over to the courthouse. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it really does make a lot of sense. It was you know it's just that kind of business model where you make sure. 
that everything's in one place so people don't have to go too far. All right. Convenience at its finest. It really is. And it, it's it's set up really well in there. The courthouse is kind of like it's there. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell from the picture of the outside of the house, but it is quite like different from the rest of the house. I see. You can imagine you would just close the doors and like do your do your stuff. He was a businessman. He was going to do what he was. Business. He was what he had to do. He was going to do his business. Right. So they were in there with their six kids, and unfortunately, we have very quite immediately within the family a death. Mm-hmm. And their little son, Thomas Whaley Jr., he died of scarlet fever at 18 months old Mm -hmm. in 1858. So that's one of the first deaths. In in the house. And the house was was quite new then, right? It was a year old, I think you said? Basically, yeah. They they left after that, actually. Oh, okay. They did leave. But then they went to San Francisco, but they actually ended up coming back uh, in 1868. Ooh, you want to talk about a city that feels haunted, San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, she's. Well, I should definitely look up a story from there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first first death in the family, mm-hmm. but actually, the property had been through a death previously. Okay. And this is the what's considered the first ghost Ooh. of the Whaley House, and he has a really interesting, like, catchy name, mm-hmm. especially for a ghost. His name is Yankee Jim. <laughs> really. Yeah. Is that his like Christian name, birth name? His name is James Robinson. Okay. Because I was going to say, if he like emerged from the womb and his mother looked at him tenderly and said, I dub the Yankee Jim, like that's, that's a party lady that I want to be friends with. <laughs> I know. I really, I really, I, let's say that's true. Okay. I'm into it. Yankee Jim. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. So little, little baby Thomas Jr. Mm-hmm. is the first one that died in the family in the house. But Prior to the house being built, this is in 1852, James Robinson, a.k.a. Yankee Jim, a.k.a. Santiago, another one of his names. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He had a lot going on. A man on. of many names. He was. He uh, he was also a man of many talents because he was convicted of attempted grand larceny. What is, what is, what is grand larceny? <laughs> I don't know. Let's make it up. It sounds like stealing. I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna Google it quickly. Carry on. Probably should because I didn't even look it up. So he was convicted of that and hanged on the back of a wagon on the site, the house. For larceny? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a federal offense. So, I think it's so it's theft of personal property. What's the difference between theft and larceny? Are related terms but not identical? Theft is an umbrella term. While larceny, the theft must be of personal property. Well, there you go. He sold someone's stuff and was hanged for it. Off of the back of... Okay. I, I guess it, the times were different back then. Rip, Yankee Jim. He apparently kept his feet in the wagon as long as possible, but was finally pulled off. Uh, he swung back and forth like a pendulum until he strangled to death. So not a quick one. Oh, that's awful. And it turns out Thomas Whaley had been there. He was there and saw it. And still built his house on the property. Oh, so, oh, okay. <laughs> About six years later, or five years later. Uh, but I guess back then, back then, I mean, this is, you know, this was all happening actually uh, right around the time that our friends were way up north figuring out what happened to the Franklin expedition. And I guess back then it was just normal to see people hung off of the back of a wagon 
or just in hung in general terms and then just to go, well, I got to build my house somewhere. And if I'm going to build it on somewhere where there hasn't been a hanging, I'm going to be out of luck. Might as I'm well be way out in the country. I'm going to build it on the back of one of those whales in the bay because there's not going to be any space for my house. It was, I think I think that was probably his thought process. And remember, hanging for a while, like, and I'm talking even until way too recently, is kind of a form of public entertainment. Yeah, stressful, so, but okay. So, so yeah. Thomas Whaley didn't make the best choices, but he built his house where good old Yankee Jim uh, met met his his end. He did meet his end in physical terms, but apparently. Sold and decided no. not to move on, right? Because soon after the house was built and they moved in, they started hearing heavy footsteps oh. all around the house. And finally, Thomas decided it had to be Yankee Jim, of course. <laughs> and Lillian Whaley, his their youngest daughter, she lived there till 1953, so she was what? there for a very, very long time. That's not even that lived... long ago, goodness, exactly. And she was convinced. That Yankee Jim haunted. How old? The house. How old was was she when she died? So Lillian was born in 1864, and she died in 1953, and she was in the house. Wow. So I think if anybody knew what was going on in there, it was probably her. You know, it's so funny how if if you told me that someone was born in 1921 and just died like this year, you know, whatever, like 99 years old, I would be like, wow, that's that's old. But like when you put it like. 1860 to 1953 it feels like an insane time jump when it really it's about the same amount of time you know give or take a few years but sorry that's just my mind being blown by time it's not easy to impress me or it's very easy to impress me rather it's different when you think of anything within like the 20th into the 21st century like we get the span of 80 or 90 years but when you hear somebody that was living just after the civil war until the 1950s yeah. it just sounds like so much like longer century. yeah it's yeah. crazy she, yes she was old she was she lived a very long full life good for her for sure and she stayed in the but, house good for her and she did with all the ghosts but when i tell you about the other ghosts you may understand maybe why she wanted to hang out there or and also it is a really nice house it, it's beautiful yeah it's it's really lovely inside so all that loveliness it's it's fine and it's nice to explore but the whole time you're there from personal experience like you're looking over your shoulder really yeah you're just and I knew about it before I went so I was like really I knew where to look for things mm -hmm. like I'd heard where people had seen things mm -hmm. but I, I was like you feel it like you walk in and the energy just sort of settles differently around you Ooh. especially upstairs so yeah, I mean, you're expecting something and all the accounts you read, you're like, yeah, of course you're going to say that because you know it's super haunted. But mm -hmm. honestly, having been there, I was like, yeah, oh. like I get I get it. Like psychics have been there and seen things and complete non-believers have been there Okay, and and seen things, including Regis Philbin. Really? Yeah, he went. Um, it so the house opened as a museum in 1960, so about seven years after the last Whaley left, like stopped living in the house. Mm -hmm. And from even from way before that, it had a reputation of being haunted. So once it opened as a museum, it kind of opened the floodgates for like investigators going in mm -hmm. and and seeing things. So Regis Philbin, 
he went there and he had like a terrifying experience. Really? Okay. I've yeah. never heard of this. Yeah. He went and he, he saw what he thought was Anna Whaley, who was Thomas's wife. Oh. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's recorded. It's written. The Whaley's wrote about it. Other people, like people used to hang out around the house, you know, 20 years after it was built, like looking in the windows, waiting to see something. And apparently the family would like pretend to scare them. <laughs> it, was just, it, was, it was the neighborhood haunted house. And by the way, it's on the main street there. Oh, really? So yeah, it's not out of the way. So it was, it was kind of always a very popular place for so many reasons. Interesting. So some of the signs of haunting that you'll hear about are pretty traditional in terms of, of like haunting symptoms. Mm-hmm. That aren't like Events. terrifying, demonic, de- demonic, like like chairs rock. We've heard that one, right? You know, like the rocking chair. Yeah. Chandeliers will move, doors will open and close. Ugh. Hear that a lot. There's a there is a lot of music, like invisible hands on the piano. <sighs> like you'll hear that. You'll hear cutlery against china, like people eating. You'll and I've the guide actually said they've smelled food. Oh, interesting. And obviously there's no food being cooked on the premises. No, they don't. They don't. The kitchen is, the kitchen's lovely and sm- it's tiny like it used to be, but there's nobody's touching it anymore because the risk of fire is, you can't do that right. in a historical house. Of course. But they'll smell like bread and pies oh. wafting through the years, which is actually really common in houses that you'll smell things like that. I was going to say that like, I've never heard of, of like, was it? scent like scent haunting I've never heard of that yeah it's pretty it's pretty common I would rather smell like baked bread than like dead bodies or well something. I mean like, like I've heard people smelling <laughs> for sure I, you know if it was up to me I would rather smell baking bread than a dead body <laughs> yeah that's just me <laughs> any day any they day. smell tobacco and French perfume oh so they're they're nicer it's not odors. like terrifying odors, right? It's the memory of the house. Right. And the people who lived in it. So it's not like so, so bad, really. It's like a comforting haunt. Like you mentioned earlier in the episode, it's come, it's, there's hauntings that are scary and that have like malicious and malevolent energy. And then there's hauntings mm-hmm. that are like, you know, it reminds you that there were people that used to live here and people that had lives here. And I feel like that would be, I mean, it's, it's definitely unsettling to have a supernatural experience but also kind of nice I don't know maybe that sounds strange no there's something comforting in how in it and I honestly my son has reported it in my house which is about 100 years old and I felt too and I've felt it in other houses it's not it's not always terrifying it really isn't so in this house it's kind of like it's doable and and the people that they're seeing like they'll see Thomas Whaley Mm -hmm the guy who built the house and they said uh, one of the curators of the museum said, said that they had this little girl and she was five or six and she said she was waving to a man that she saw in the parlor and nobody else could see him oh <laughs> like a, a, a frock coat and pantaloons gotta love them you know pantaloons they're seeing that um i didn't i wasn't didn't feel particularly sensitive to his presence when i was there mm. but i was looking for anna his wife, mm-hmm. she did not seem to like the house. Okay. Like she thought it was why she had so much tragedy in her life. Mm-hmm. 
and her like her son died there and I'll tell you in a bit something else really awful that happened there so her ghost has been reported in the downstairs room or in the garden but I've also heard that you can see her on the stairs so I kept standing at the base of the stairs looking up Mm -hmm. Like trying to catch a glimpse out of the corner of my eye. I don't see things. I don't know why I was hoping in this house it was suddenly going to happen. Hmm. I just like know that I, I'll feel them, but I won't ever see anything, which is fine. I don't think I want to in the end. Yeah. Thomas and Anna are definitely there. And they also, people have heard a baby oh. uh, crying. Okay. So because their son, their 18 month old son, Passed died away. of of scarlet fever. So you can hear that. My favorite thing in this house, which I was like, okay, I don't want to say dying to see because I wasn't, but mm-hmm. I really wanted to see, is apparently there are cats and dogs. Really? Ghosts of cats and dogs? Yeah. yeah. So there's a little dog. Aww. And his name, her name was Dolly Varden. And people like see the dog running around. And apparently this is my favorite thing is little kids at the end of a tour will go to a guide and be like, oh, what's the dog's name? And the guide's like, there's no dog here. And they're like, no, I was petting. Like, I, I saw the little the little white dog with the spot. And that's the dog, oh, Dolly Varden. That's creepy. That's creepy. Kids, yeah, kids see things, like, yeah, for kids, sure. Kids are, like, better, what is, conduit, is that the right word, than for supernatural things than than adults i probably because they just believe things easier yeah they've not they haven't been told that it isn't real yeah so they don't have to like convince themselves that what they're seeing is is not real and they just experience yeah they they kids are one of the best like barometers of whether something's wrong in a house or if there's anything in a house also animals are um in this case there are no live animals but there's little dolly varden and there's also a cat named winks of course like when you wink at someone Aww. and I was like staring I was literally like my boyfriend was talking to the guide as he does because he asks a lot of questions always mm-hmm. and I was like staring at the dining room floor like just wanting to see a cat. under the tables trying to see the cat and the dog Aww. I didn't Aww. yeah I didn't I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah for it's you. okay <laughs> I think I would have been really scared and run out so it's fine so they had so those are like the cute those are cute and it's okay like I'm, I accept that mm-hmm. um there's also this is an urban legend but this is one of the most famous ones about the house is that there was like a little girl and apparently the, the legend is that she was like running to get cookies and she broke her neck on a clothesline what yeah that's terrible yeah, apparently it's not true. Oh, well, <laughs> like it, 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 the legend was started by like an employee to like add some sort of, you know, extra level of like scary. Girl, there's news. there's enough going on in that house. You don't need to make up a terrible story like that. Yeah, I don't know. It and it's like a popular one. Like it's one that usually starts off the stories I hear about the house. And this this girl has a name, Annabelle or Carrie Washburn, and like there's no record of a family of that name ever living in the area or any of any death like that. So with with everything, with Yankee Jim and Thomas and Anna and the baby and the cat and the dog. And there's enough. That's enough. I don't need to make up. We didn't need to add a decapitation by clothesline. But anyway, that's one of them. That's there. Um, you know, so that's I, like sort of just to say, I just googled Yankee Jim, 
And there's actually a community in California called Yankee Gyms. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Anyways, just wanted to what say that. Do? Maybe we should look that up. That might be a story. Small community lies at an elevation of 2,500 feet in the Sierra Nevada foothills. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to check that out. Next vacation. Yeah, maybe we can just go live there and escape all this. I'm into it. That's where our next episode will be filmed from. Yes. From Yankee We're Gyms. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so we have plenty more, as if that wasn't enough ghosts. Mm-hmm. The courtroom, I'll tell you in a bit why this whole thing was validated for me, but like there's definitely stuff going on in the courtroom. And even the guide that we had said that she's felt things and, and heard things in there. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine like the negative energy there. I was I was just about to say yeah. I wonder if that's if that takes a psychological toll on someone who spends time in that environment like every single day as a job just out of, you know, out of curiosity. Only from my experience being in like working in one for those 3 years. Right. It didn't. Did that. It didn't because I think that the ghost got to know me. Okay. And like, I won't get into it. I have a lot of other reasons for believing that. I think you will start to see things more. Right. But not feel when they told us what they had felt, they didn't sound scared. It became matter of fact because it was just other beings in the space with them and it was okay. Like a ghost that moves things occasionally or like knocks on the wall is just trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to kill you. <laughs> and that's a big difference. So nobody, nothing like that has ever happened uh, in the house at all. Good. Um, That's a good start. Yeah, it it makes you feel okay on the first floor. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, when you go to the second floor. Not so much. Things definitely change. There's the, the staircase is haunted. Okay. There's like a legend of the ninth step. As you're going up, like you hit the ninth step and this step and this like pressure descends on you and that's supposed to be um anna whaley Mm -hmm. but uh lillian has said that her father told her that yankee jim was hanged over that area so it could be him Mm -hmm. you can see this whole thing is in the family too yeah like for sure so you're going up you already you have stuff going on in the main floor you're going up the stairs you have stuff going on the stairs and up on top, you'll really like this. There's actually a theater, like really? full, like, with a beautiful stage and seats. How big is this house? It's honestly not that big, but people just—I don't think people—they did not have the same concept of space as we do. Okay. Especially, probably. I mean, I don't know. I think in North America, you'd have more room, but people, you know, did things in smaller spaces. Mm-hmm. And also, imagine a theater. If you didn't have the best acoustics, you'd need a small space so everything could be heard right. by the audience. So it's a, it's a beautiful, tiny theater, like the stage, beautiful velvet uh, curtains, and people hear you know music mm-hmm. coming out of there and little feet scampering and like all that kind of like theater noise. Mm-hmm. But also in that area, there's like child's laughter and cries, of course, and lullabies, and you're like. That's where I exit stage right. Yeah. <laughs> Permanently. <ASAP. laughs> yeah. If I had heard a child in there, like, no. No. I agree. I would not have enjoyed that. No. Oh, yeah. So that, that would be the creepiest yeah. thing. Because kids are creepy, as we've already, we've already established that. 
So. They really are. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want child, child, like baby ghosts. No, no, not cool. No. The thing is, I actually stopped taking pictures upstairs. Okay. I did take, I think, a picture in the theater. Because I'm also always kind of hoping I'm going to take a picture and see it after and there'll be like, like a orb or like a misty thing, mm-hmm. which never happens. But the whole upstairs, Emily, it's so sad. Oh. It's so heavy. Really? Yeah. And I remember for even like quite a while after I left that the property, like I we went away, but I didn't, I don't live there now. So I went home. I like, it stays with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's something really sad in it. And who I think it was is actually Violet. Mm-hmm. It was one of their daughters and she committed suicide oh. and died in the house in 1885. Oh, wow. Um, she had been married and ended up her husband really wasn't what who she thought he was and they ended up getting divorced so she went back home because like I guess back then you couldn't just be like oh well I'm divorced I'm gonna live on my own right you kind of have to go back to live with your parents and uh, she clearly got very very depressed and she stayed on the second floor for the last year of her life oh wow so that all that energy is still there it it really seems to be, and she she shot herself in the chest Aye. and died on the couch downstairs. So it's like there I, I remember standing in the window upstairs near the staircase, and I was like, oh my! And I couldn't take pictures anymore because like it felt too voyeuristic. Like I was yeah, like, I don't want like it. intruding. Don't want yeah. So um, that's that was definitely my most intense experience there but it got even more intense really after I came back I I my friend Catherine who actually she's a medium but she has a show on flow spirit with us mm-hmm. and uh, I sent her some pictures of the house mm-hmm. for fun like hey this is a cool house mm-hmm. so I sent oh her a gosh. picture of the parlor and she goes, and I'm like, this house is super haunted. Want to see some pictures? She's like, sure. I'm like, here's the parlor. And she goes, oh, yeah, I see someone at the piano. Ooh. A woman. And I'm like, no, you don't. And she's like, yeah, a long skirt and a blouse, youngest. I'd like youngish. Yeah. And I'm like, she said, can you see her too? And I'm like, I don't see anything. I just, like, I'll feel things, but I don't see things. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's Violet because Violet was like very very musical oh so it made sense that she was by the piano uh, yeah I so mean, she didn't go- even know when you took the picture my God. I know. and she goes on to say she's like I'm pretty sure the house was haunted before anybody lived there and it affected Violet yeah a lot there's even a story was built on a graveyard like I'm not surprised yeah absolutely not surprised yeah it was yeah, so I'm sending this to, these pictures to Catherine. I showed her the outside, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can see, like, horses and buggies. And, like, she got this, like, saloon or gambling feel, and they actually had, a like, a billiard mm-hmm. club there. Wow. And also, like, a tavern, so she got that. And she said it's full of people. It's so interesting that she can feel this type of stuff just through, a, like, a photo. That's oh, so it's incredible. Cool. It's really incredible. And she said the courtroom was, like, thick. Wow. Like with people. Really? And I even wrote to her at the time. And you could feel in the courtroom and the guide said it as well. Like it 
it's it's like you're surrounded by people and it was just me my boyfriend and the guide there was nobody else in the house wow when we went through I think maybe one other couple came after and it wasn't because they don't let people in it's just we were alone that at that particular time yeah because this was before social distance so you could you could do whatever he wanted yeah like theoretically there could have been 30 people in the house visiting but we just happened to be yeah we happened to, to go in with the guide but I wrote to her at when I was sending her the pictures, I was like, I wrote, it's hard to turn your back in here. Really? Like that feeling. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't scary. It's just this. It's the un that unknown is. Mm-hmm. And having been in like really scary places where you really don't want to turn your back because you do not want to know what's behind you mm-hmm. or what's what could be there that you can't see. Yeah. I felt that, and that's it was a lot. That's a lot more of a panicky feeling. This was just you. You're, definitely in, a, you're in a crowded feel the room. Presence. Yeah, yeah. Definitely feel the presence throughout the house. That's so interesting. That yeah, I I I think that going forward, like if I I don't know if I would ever go back to, you know, San Diego, but if I ever ended up going to a place where there was these spirits and these these hauntings and stuff like that, I think I would take your advice and not do any research beforehand like as to where I should be looking because I think your experience would just end up being so much more authentic and like you would really be able to feel things and not be you know turning around and and looking over your shoulder the entire time like staring under a dining room table yeah, for a cat exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> looking for a dog <laughs> I know I I don't I mean I don't, I have no shame in doing that but if you want we can do an experiment and I'll take you to like four house museums and I won't tell you which one. Okay, I'm into it. Because I know within three hours of where we live, mm-hmm. which ones are and which ones aren't. Okay, so I'm into that. it. Let's do it. And then I can, tell you, I can tell you which ones, I can tell you after if you felt anything, what was going on. Okay, So, um, So I guess the Whaley house is out of the question for us to visit together. It's a bit at this point. It's a bit far, you know. And we can't fly. We can't fly exactly. I'm I'm not I'm not keen uh, to get on a plane as of right now, so no. Not maybe not the Whaley house. <laughs> no, probably not. There's definitely some around here and I I think I'm going to do some other one. I'm going to uh, do one about some closer places uh for not the next episode cuz that's yours, but probably the one after that cuz that's going to be around Halloween. Mm-hmm. I believe and we want to do some real life ghost stories and like any newbie podcast mm-hmm. we have our moms who have both agreed yeah you're right to share stories to come on and give their stories which is cool and we'll take it but I, I actually wanted to ask you um so you said that your son has felt presences in your in your house uh that you currently live in and I was curious if you have also felt those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It doesn't bother me when I tell when my mom tells the story of what happened when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. I think you'll understand why what happens in this house it doesn't bother me. That's so funny. And of, yeah. and of course, you know, our listeners don't know this yet, but we actually, you and I, lived together in that house back in the day yes. when I was a, oh, yeah. when I was a student, <laughs> and. I, I can't remember if I have ever felt anything staying in the house. There was, there was a period, like a very short period, I think it was maybe two weeks, where I was living there by myself before you uh, and your son moved in. So 
but I can't remember, which is really interesting when you said when you said that he had felt stuff, I was like, oh, I don't know if I ever did. I know maybe I just didn't pay attention. Maybe that's just an automatic no. Maybe I would have remembered. It could be everybody has different different ways of of interacting yeah. with the space. I'm I'm I've worked in old like I said, old houses, like older than the Whaley house. So I'm very sensitive to it. Yeah. Like what a house can have in it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not bad. No. So don't worry. No, it was. I always felt very, very comfortable living in your house. Yeah. Never any bad energy. So well, that's, that's good. One. Good. Good on you. You live in a good in a good haunted house. I do. That's what you got to aim for in life. Yeah, good haunted, not bad haunted. Exactly. So actually, if any of you out there in Radio Land or Podcast Land, whatever it's called mm-hmm. these days, has a ghost story that you want to share with us, we would love to read it aloud. Uh, on air mm-hmm. and you can email us at radio midnight podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at radio midnight podcast you can message us there and on our instagram you can find our link to anchor which will lead you to other uh, podcast platforms where you can hear us we're now on spotify mm-hmm. and stitcher and a few others so you can follow us on all platforms and we can all be uh, BFFs. I'm sure there's going to be lots of people out there with some good scary stories that are going to want to share them, especially as the spooky season draws ever closer. We need them. We do, yeah. This year, especially if we can't go trick or treating, <gasps> tell me. We need scary that. stories. You know what? 2020 was supposed to be such a good year for stuff like that. Halloween on a Saturday, like I know. Come on, and now it's a, it's a disaster. I know. I would have had all day to do my costume and hair no. and makeup yeah. instead of rushing. All day on Saturday, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you might have been uh, nursing already a hangover since, you know, my wedding is the day before, but it would have Not been. Not to mention. It would have been I know cool. I have. <laughs> in, our, in our first planning of the wedding, which is, is on October 30th, the first plan of the wedding definitely involves some Halloween costumes and some fun uh, fun costume photos and stuff like that for for all the guests that were going to be there. But alas, now it's not going to be not so much. I may still show up in costume. You know what? Do it. I'm into it. <laughs> I have things. I can do it. I don't. I have no shame running around wherever you are in a costume. In costume. Um, I like, love it. Full. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some costume elements for for some photos after the ceremony. Please do. I really feel like I'm a lot smarter today that I learned about the Whaley House and I learned just about general Yankee Jim. Yes. Yankee Jim's the community in California as well. Where we're headed. Where we're we're gonna go there eventually, maybe maybe one day. So thanks for that stuff. I I like I like the hunting story. There will be more. There will be more. I have no fear. And next or have a lot of fear. Have have a lot of fear. Get ready because it's gonna get even more spookier. Um, but next week is my turn, and uh, I think I've got something pretty good up my sleeve. Not gonna lie. Oh, I don't even want to guess. No, don't. I'm. I'm not gonna squash. I'm, okay, she's not gonna say. I'm not gonna tell you regardless. So it's gonna be a surprise, but uh, I'm excited to chat about it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Awesome. All right, so follow us where we can be followed, mm-hmm. and uh, tune in to our next episodes, which are gonna two be weeks. spooky, fun always entertaining. Bye. Bye.